my name is Charlie Banks, and I'm a 16-year-old kid who started the Young Minds Podcast to spread the Word of God. And it is my goal that through this podcast, you learn, you laugh, you cry, whatever it may be. I just hope that you enjoy it um, and maybe grow in your relationship with Christ. But always remember that this thing that the Lord has is starting is way bigger than any of us. So let's get after it. Welcome back to the Young Minds Podcast. I have a really special episode for you today. It's not often that um, people bring their moms onto the podcast because they may think like, you know, because they listen to them, right? Well, today is the day. I'm going to bring mine on today. And it is actually, as the time of um, you're listening to this, it is going to be my birthday on Saturday. So that's why we're doing it. So that way you can learn a bit more about me and her. Um, But um, mom, if you could just introduce yourself and then we'll just go right on. Okay, um, my name is Janet Kreider Banks, and um, as you just heard, I'm Charlie's mom. And um, on Saturday, he is going to be the big 17. Uh, and I can't believe it that my Lord. baby is 17 years old. <laughs> Me neither. 17. So um, that's, um, you know, about it. I've worked in produce probably about half my life now. Yeah. Um, and I love Jesus, and I am. So happy to be at Northside right now, huh? I am very happy to be at Northside right now. I love the people. I love the church. I um, get excited when I walk through the doors, and I don't want to be anywhere else most of the time. Honestly, nope. That is the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know we kind of wanted to do things a little bit differently than how I formulate things, you know. I got my formula, but hey, if you want to change it, let's do it. So you kind of wanted to go into talking about the medical stuff first and all that, which... You know, we'll save you a bunch of stuff, but there's a lot that we're going to go into. We actually have some medical records here. So, Mom, if you want to go into that, we can do that. Okay. Um, we'll, we will kind of give a... A brief summary. A brief summary, because it's um, really too, too much to go into in, in full detail. But um, I was 28 weeks when uh, I had Charlie. Yeah. And uh, things just went from bad to worse, and for whatever reason... On that day, I had what they call a placenta abruption. Is that what it kind of just burst? Like, it, well, it what happened, it was like the placenta was tearing away from the wall. And at first, it was just a tear. Um, and then it but, got worse? And then it got you know, steadily got worse. But uh-huh. I, um, you know, hurried up. We hurried up and got to the hospital. And they were hoping that they could just put me on bed rest. And there was a thing about Sandy, too, right? You know, oh, your friend. Yes. See? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sandy... Um, Pittman, well, when I was in school, her name was Sandy Pittman, Simmons now. But um, she's actually the one that led me to Christ. That's just a little... Yeah, when uh, she was my age, she was around, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 14, 15, right? Yeah, around there. And um, Sandy started, she was the one that got me to go to church. And I got saved and baptized um, at Morningside by a pastor named Gary Folds. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, she's the one that that started that. And I'm so thankful for it. Right. Anyway, whenever she's at, and at that time she was an OBGYN nurse. So when all this started happening that day, I um, try, I called her, you know, obviously. But the weird thing about that day was that, you know, 
I had, that was about 17 years ago. I mean, I had either just, you know, got my first cell phone or either, or either I got a new cell phone and I didn't have numbers saved in it. But every time that I remember trying to call her, I could, I always had to look her number up. I never could remember her number off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And, um, but for whatever reason on that day, it was like the Lord knew I just needed to speak with her ASAP because yeah. her number just came to me just like that, and I was able to call her. Yeah, because then you had to type it all in. You you know, it wasn't just like a favorites button or whatever, right? Exactly. You had to type them in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was a flip phone or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I, you know, I talked to her, and she says, you know, some, something is definitely wrong. You know, just get to the hospital now. And um, so, so we did, and... It, you know, like I said, at first they were just going to try to monitor me and maybe just keep me overnight, put me on bed rest. And they mm-hmm. were hoping that the care would stop. And um, your dad, he had gone fishing that day and he stunk really bad. He smelled like a big old fish. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we thought that that's what was going to happen. So he had actually left the hospital, was, you know, going home to pick up clothes for me and just to get, you know, other items. and I mean, cause it was very sudden. It was like... Oh, yeah. Right, this know. was... I mean, I was feeling fine. There was no indication that anything was wrong whatsoever. Yeah. And um, so, he, you know, when he... But uh, he hadn't even made it home yet. Um, by the time that I had to call him back and say, you know, the, the whole placenta completely tore off the wall. And at that when that happened, it made it a, an emergency for me and for you. And, um, like, you know, life and death situation. Oh, for sure. And, um, I was fixing to bleed out and you were, you know, with the placenta, that's how you breathe, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so everybody started rushing around me. I mean, anybody that's yeah, ever nurses, been nurses, doctors, anybody, right? Yeah. So anybody that's ever been in that situation, people, if you're the one that's in the, in that bed, people start rushing around you, you know, you get scared. Right. I mean, you know, I'm the, you think to yourself, I mean, is this it? <laughs> you know, am I going to wake up? Is my baby going to be okay? So it was, um, I was very scared, but you know, the, and the last thing I remember at that moment was of course that mask coming down on my face. And then and you were out. I was out. And, um, and then the next thing I remember was your dad, you know, standing beside me trying to wake me up. And, um, you know, when I, I, the question that I wanted to ask so bad, but was so scared to ask it was, you know, what about Charlie? Well, you know, we, knew, right. we knew your name was going to be Charlie forever, you know that. Yeah. But um, I was like, you know, you know, you know, tell me what's going on, you know. But he knew I, I couldn't ask it. I was too scared to ask. But he told me, he was like, he's gonna, they think he's going to be okay. They, um, he's real tiny. Now he's real, real small. He's like two pounds, 13 ounces. <laughs> yeah. Fit in the palm of your hand. <laughs> yep. But they're going to, um, uh, life flighting to Shans and Gainesville, and um, they're gonna they're gonna take care of care of him there, and um, so, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, at that time, you know, we were just thinking, okay, well, he's early, and hopefully everything's gonna be fine. Yada yada yada, and didn't know exactly what all was wrong, but um, so anyway, and then. They put you on the helicopter. I mean, you wasn't even an hour old, and you get to go on a helicopter ride. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Woohoo! And on the helicopter ride, they said that um, you were going to be a fighter because you pulled your ventilator tube out twice during <laughs> the ride. So they said, you, you know, to be so tiny and, and weak that you were very strong, mm-hmm. actually, to, to pull it out twice. 
And um, after they got you to the hospital, they called us to let us know that y'all had made it okay. And um, and that they would give us a report the, the following morning. Because by this time, it was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I believe, whenever you were born. Well, this, at this point, it was late. It was pretty yeah. late at night. And um, so then... After you were left, they started letting you know the rest of the family come in and see me. And I remember the mom told me that the nurse had come out and told her that, um, or told dad that she looked real, real bad, real bad. I mean, she's so pale, you almost can't tell the difference between her, a dead person and her and a sheet. Yeah, but you know because I was I lost so much blood. Yeah, and so they were giving me, giving me blood, and um, as soon as I got to see everybody and talk to everybody. Um, kind of. And do you, do you remember those conversations? No, not really. I remember Papa, my dad, and your Papa. Um, <laughs> yeah, how can you forget him? <laughs> no, no. You uh, know, I, the first thing he said when he walked in was saying, he said, how you doing, Mama? You um, know, and I guess that was really the first time anybody had called me Mama. Yeah. You know, so that was, that's a special memory that Dad gave me. But, um... After I saw everybody, they gave me Demerol, and I was out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, your dad said that after they gave me that shot, it was just like, you know, a second later, and I was just gone. So, so hey, I, everybody. I, I yep. don't remember no, nothing else the rest of the night. But um, so the next day, um, I got released, and I remember the doctor saying that, um, you know, we can't tell you not to go see your baby. We don't recommend it because I just had some major surgery, you know, but... We're not going to tell you not to go, but you really shouldn't. But, of course. I mean, you can't not. You can't say no. Of course not. So, of course, we did. And, um, yes, I about fainted. but eh, it was okay. You know, whatever. I mean, that's what wheelchairs are for, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, we get to Shans, and um, we get to talk to the the head nurse and the nurses that were taking care of you and, and the doctors and everybody and, you know, at that time, they still don't know the the extent of everything that that's wrong with you. But you know, they give us some, um, you know, some of the stuff that that's wrong. And I'll go into, I'll, you know, I'll read the list of that what we know was wrong because you know they didn't find out about the brain bleeds actually until I think like the following day when they done a scan on your head. So that wasn't actually known at the time that you were, you know brought two shans at that moment mm-hmm. but um the some of the stuff that you had you had the respiratory distress um you had um jaundice what's that well you see that's that where you're yellowish and they have to put oh. you under like a lamp oh yeah and yeah. that like where you mm-hmm. know you get when like i mean i know some people like if their liver's real bad yeah it's something yeah like that and i think that's what this is i mean i'm, I'm not a medical person but it's hyperbilirubia i think that's jaundice some you know and then you had, and then this, the bad part was the, the brain bleed. Mm-hmm. You had, um, it was called a bilateral grade three bleed on yeah. one side and a grade four on the other. And that can cause real bad brain damage, like really bad for people that don't know that, you know, it can. Sure. I mean, I mean you it know, can. and the, the, so that's pretty bad bleeds. And then you had, um, you know, the uh, nemothorax, which is a collapsed lung. Mm-hmm. You had the hydrocephalus, which is, um, that's called. Waterhead, yeah, and water in my head, waterhead, yeah. and ROP, which is um, retinopathy, retinopathy of premature pre- or prematurity, has to do with your eyes. Yeah, yep. 
And then, of course, later on, the advantage of the reflux were bad. So pretty much every function, like main function, lungs, eyes, whatever, you name it, I had something wrong with me. Like, yeah, you had the anemia, you, and of course, the feeding intolerance that they found out about that, you, you know, you just really had a hard time. Yeah. And, um, and so whenever, you know, we found out all these things, you know, and the doctor talked to us, He's like, well, we're just going to, you know, see what we need to do next to, um, you know, make him better and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm still hormonal and um, <laughs> on these drugs that I'm not used to being on. And I was like, well, what's my job? What do I do? You know, and he's like, you need to pump breast milk because for those that don't know, breast milk is like gold to a preemie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got so many nutrients in it that that's really all they want a, a preemie to have is breast milk. And um, I said, well, okay, then I can do that. And they said, don't diet either. Right? Yeah, yeah. They said, don't don't diet. We want good, you know, good fatty breast milk. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. Not to <laughs> diet. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was the, if there was any light, of the, the, and you know, in this whole situation was the fact that I didn't have to diet, and I was happy about it. But um, but I did. I pumped breast milk like a crazy person. So every three hours. You know, day and night, I, I would pump breast milk. Mm-hmm. And because that was my job, that's what he said. I like to have a job, and that was mine. Yep. And um, so every day I would come in and I'd bring all these vials. Some of it they would say to free, some of it was fresh milk. And um, after about two or three weeks, I of, said, Stop it. Yeah, they said I was fired. That's like, You are fired from your job. Yeah, yeah bring Trump in there, like, <laughs> You are fired. You yeah. are fired. That's right. But I mean, and you know, you also, you know, you just told me this like recently that you uh, you actually had so much that they mm-hmm. allowed some of the babies that weren't, I guess you say, claimed or whatever, or well, I don't know what you, how you'd phrase it, but you, you were able they to help abandoned. them. They were yeah. abandoned babies. And that, you were able to help them because right. they needed nutrients. Right. And so they did get some of it. And I, they just told me they couldn't. They didn't have any more room. They didn't have any more room to store it. So I was like, oops, sorry. I mean, I didn't know there was a limit on what I was supposed to bring in. But right. <laughs> but anyway, you have plenty of breast milk. That is for sure. And um, so, you know, but this went on, you know, and they will tell you whenever you first get a baby in the NICU. That's what they call, you know, those units. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a roller coaster ride. You'll have maybe... a a few good days where everything is going great and you think yeah you know we're not we're going to be out of here in no time and then it could be like a week of nothing but bad news right and um that's basically how it went and it was scary i mean you know we would i would during that time um you know your dad did have to go back to work so a lot of the times i would stay at the apartment which Back then, I worked for people that, um, this is the last company I worked for like this. I will say this, and I can say it because I know they won't listen to this podcast, <laughs> people I work for now. But um, these people really cared about me. I mean, and they rented me an apartment, and they still paid me my regular salary and gave us spending money for food or whatever we needed while... Um, you were at Shans. So essentially, know? it was just like you take care of him. That we got, we got you. We got your life. Like, yes, we and got the rest. You know, they had everything, everything covered, and um, and not to mention too, you know, you had people like Dave with his foundation. You know, and he actually like I've brought the story up before with my teacher, Mister Ellenberg, helping his daughter with the cancer. That's how we were able to raise that five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you know, that foundation helped me all those years ago, and then helped somebody else. You know mm-hmm. that I know. That's you right. know, and that's like the beauty of that. Like, uh, you know, right. and Dave's like, you know, he's passed away a couple, maybe about a year or two, but he's still helping people. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like the the circle, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, at birth, they gave you money while you were in the hospital to help us. 
you know, uh-huh. and then you help somebody else with that money. I mean, that that's um, it's, that's beautiful. And um, but you know, so I stayed there in Shans, and so every day, I would get up early and um, kind of rush out of there, huh? I would rush out of there, trying my best, and you know, to get to the hospital, I just felt like I was just in a panic. I got to get to the hospital to see Charlie. I got to get there. And because um, at nighttime, that's whenever they would do the the weights and they would get the doctor reports. And for those of you that, that don't know, I mean, every ounce for a preemie is so important. Right. And so that's like the first question you ask when you come into a NICU is, did my baby gain weight last night? Did he gain anything? And I mean, it, you're, it is very depressing or you get really sad if they say, no, I'm sorry, he lost, you know, an ounce last night. And that, like, that, that ever uh, happened? Oh, yes, Charlie, it happened. I'm really? like, are you kidding me? You know, gosh, he ate all this. Why did he lose weight, you know? And, um, but yeah, it did happen. But, you know, that's why I was like, you know, I would rush to the hospital and then I would get to the doors and I would be, you know, scared to go in because I was afraid they would give me bad news because you didn't know. I mean, you now don't get me wrong. There, you could spend the night at Shans if I had wanted to. But like, if you're in a hotel, I mean, look for one thing, you, you were a mom needing to. You need a dress too. Well, yeah, but there's nowhere to sleep, you know, no. unless you want to sleep in a chair, which I, you know, um, I just didn't see any any sense in that. But but you were scared. I mean, you just don't know what happened overnight. Yeah, you know, you don't know what they're going to tell you when you walk through those doors and go into that NICU. So it, it was a, it's a scary thing every single day. And, um, but they were fabulous there. I will say the, the nurses, especially, I'm not, and you know, did the, I don't know, we haven't really talked about it, but the hotel people that you, did they know the situation? The um, apartment people? Yeah. No, No. I mean, I didn't didn't even know them because actually the people that I had worked for at the time, um, they're the ones that set it all up. I never even talked to them. Never never saw a bill, never saw none of them. Oh, okay. All I I, I did was give me the keys. (laughs) Yeah. That's how fabulous these my work people they yeah. were. And when I say work people, I'm talking like they were almost like a family. Like absolutely, when absolutely. I came. And and I'm not saying. And then this wasn't just the people I work with. This was all the Coggins too. Yeah. You know, so many people um, out at the farm at that time where I worked. I mean, they were so good to me, and I will never ever forget what they mm-hmm. done for us. But um, and there's so many people that were you know like abso- with, I mean absolutely Ben Fudge oh. you know so like I said Dave mm-hmm. you know there were so many people that yeah. just. Pray, the prayers. I mean, we had people praying for us that we didn't even know. Yeah, and um, it, it was a, a a very weird, sad, crazy time. But also, there's like there's coolness in that. I guess you're like something. Hey, look at that. You yeah. know, like exactly. I mean, yeah, but uh, it was a, a blessed time too to to see how many people were, mm-hmm. you know, that really had your back and that were my and, small wee little back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that were wishing us well and and praying for us. So. But, um, so it, it went on like this, you know, like this roller coaster back ride, and forth. back and forth, back and forth. And, and you, you know, at the NICU there, you have like a step down unit, then you have a more severe unit. Well, we did go back and to uh-huh. a lot. I mean, we would get better for a few days. They send us to the step down unit and then you get bad again and they would take us back to number three, you know, which is the more severe. And, um, so... And there was one day, which was a real bad day, um, the nurse called me and your dad in there. Well, actually, it was the doctor, the doctor. Yeah. And she actually told us that, um, you know, this, you know, at that time, he, she didn't feel like you were thriving or getting better. Uh-huh. And that um, if you did not get better, 
and had to be put, at that time you were off the ventilator, had just gotten off the ventilator, but if you had to go back on the ventilator, that we needed to really have the talk and consider not putting you back on the ventilator and letting you go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like, I know they're doing their job, so I'm not going to down and talk bad about anybody, but it did make me mad. And I'm, you know, I'm like, you do your job, we'll do ours, and the, and he's coming home. Yeah. You know, and that's what was said, that's what happened, and... And what, we, they, and what they said, they were like, okay, right, well, but I'm assuming... I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you just keep keep doing what's going to help him. There's going to be something that's going to help him, you know, because, I mean, they're looking at all, you know, obviously the medical stuff, and I'm looking at, you know... God, please, you know, yeah, hey, save this baby, you know, and um, and then I'll, you know, please save this baby. I mean, I and all the prayers, and I, and I, I just had a feeling, and you know, you, I don't know if your daddy ever even told you this, you know, he had a dream. Um, after we got had that conversation with her, and we were distraught, I mean, because at that time, she did tell us that where. The clots were all about these brain bleeds. That where that you know the they were. She felt like it was going to affect your walking, okay, <laughs> and that she was pretty positive you were going to have cerebral palsy. Yeah. But if anybody that knows anything about cerebral palsy, which it means, is a mixed bag. Yes, I mean it can range from anywhere from one to five hundred. That's how many different degrees there are of cerebral palsy. Like, and I'll give you an example. So, I've mentioned Marshall before on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. He has it, and he's wheelchair-bound. I mean, does that stop him? Heck no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he is, and, you know, like, he struggles with his arms and legs, of course. That's why right. he's wheelchair-bound. Right. But then you have, then there's a friend of mine. Um, she has, her arms, like, kind of give him time, and she has a limp, right, with her walking. Mm-hmm. Sort of like her, I think, left side, or it's one of her sides. It's right. messed up. Right. But she still is able to move around, things like that. Then mm-hmm. you have me. You know, who if you look me on the outside, you wouldn't think there's anything wrong, right? right. But there's still the right. internal, like, you know, things wrong or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, there's somebody else that even has it, like, even less than yeah. I know. So there, so there are so many degrees. Mm-hmm. But when somebody tells you that, you know, you know, we really think your child's going to have cerebral palsy. And be like, and well, I mean, you kind of think the worst. You think, you think, you think like, yeah. is it like brain dead or what? You know, I mean, that's seriously. I mean, you know, that sounds wrong. but The vision in my head. Right or wrong, you know, I'm human. This is what I thought. Yeah. Was you being wheelchair bound for the rest of your life, slobbering on yourself, not being able to communicate with Right. Me. And then... You know, uh, that's what I thought. But... That's when Dad called Dr. Hobby, which he is a... Like, right? Was that not Dr. Mm-hmm. Hobby then? Mm-mm. Who, when, or was that Bearden? That was Dr. Bearden. Dr. Bearden. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Hobby and Bearden are like two, like, renowned doctors down here. Um, but Bearden, you know... Dad calls him and was like, so this is the situation. They're telling us all this stuff. And then Bearden's like, look, I'm not a baby doctor, right? You know, he was saying he's not a baby doctor because he wasn't. Mm-mm. But he said, it's too early for them to be telling you all this stuff, right? Yeah, but, I mean, you know, babies are so resilient. They can right. really surprise you. But the dream, I'm going to tell you about the yeah, dream. Yeah, I've never even heard this. Uh, it was after we got the bad news. and um, So was it that night or something like that? No, no. I mean, this was probably a week or two after um, I remember him saying, "I had he's going to be fine. Charlie's going to be fine. I'm like, why? Why did you say that? He was like, I had a dream that um, uh, he we were, um, I, he says, I was holding him, so I don't know if he was walking, but we I was holding him walking around the pond. But you were alert and pointing at things. So he's going to, Dad said, he's going to be fine. 
Well, I don't know. I, he never told me that. Why did he never tell me I that? I don't know. You have to ask him about it because I, I, I remember that and it just, I just now remembered it. Yeah. It's probably in that journal, journal somewhere that I've been writing to you. Probably. But, um, you know, so, and then after he told me about this dream. You were like, oh yeah. It's... You know, I always felt better. I'm like, you know, that, that's got to be a God wink because he's telling us it's going to be all right, guys. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, and it was because after, you know, and the thing after she said about the shunt, after, you know, you, if you had to go back on the ventilator, which you did, um, in comes Dr. Pincus, our hero. Yep. And he says, um, mm, this boy just needs to be shunted. And what that is. I mean, did the, did the nurses and other doctors just not think of that option or? Charlie, I don't even know. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Right. But I think that they called him in for a consult maybe because you kept having the apnea and bradycardia, um, episodes and where the, um, the blood clot was basically was at the base of your brain. So from what I understand, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, is the spinal fluid couldn't circulate. Right. Okay? So like the way that dad explained it to me yeah, go ahead. was, is like a sink. Uh-huh. Okay. So like everybody else's like, you know, brain is like, you know, it's like a circular system. Uh-huh. So, you know, it goes up and, you know, it like filters out and, you know, again, I think it goes throughout your body, right? Uh-huh. You know, cause you need the spinal fluid, That's you know? Correct. Yes. Well, Mine, say like if you left the sink running for too long and it's overflowing. Mm-hmm. Mine's like that. Right. You know, it doesn't circulate throughout my body. Right. It just, it's stuck up here in one place. And that's what the shunt prevents because it filters it and takes it to where it needs to go. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so inside your body, and it was really odd whenever you were a tiny, skinny, skinny baby. Because you could see that tube. You could see this, the, all that, that tubing. I mean, you have tubing curled up in your body enough to last as you grow taller. Which, which won't be that much longer. Which I don't think you're going to need too much of that tubing, but <laughs> you never know. You might hit a gross spur, you know. Right? Yeah. But, um, but as I was like on x-ray, you said you could see it. Oh, yes. Like, you know, because I was so small, you could see it. And mm-hmm. you now know the path of it because yeah. you, you know. That's right. And like, doesn't you say, it like goes behind my ear and mm-hmm. then it goes like across my chest and then kind of around here. And yeah. then like it's curled up in my stomach in the bottom down here somewhere. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really... But it's the smallest little tube. Like, it wouldn't interfere with none of my organs or nothing like that. It's so small. Technology is truly amazing. And that was back in 2006. Imagine what they could do now. I mean, that was 17 years ago. I I couldn't imagine what they would have to to help nowadays. It was, you know. But, um, so after the shunt operation, it was like you didn't have those episodes anymore. And, you know, and I don't know, Charlie, it's just like... The blood started, your body started absorbing the blood, you know, and it was like the answer. And they said that, that you know, the shunt didn't cure everything mm-hmm. as far as the blood goes. But um, for whatever reason, your body did start absorbing it or whatever. And, you know, it just started, you just started getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, if and, you looked at the charts that they had on me and looked at me, mm-hmm. it's like, these are two different kids. Well, that's exactly what everybody w- would say. They're like, something doesn't match here, you know. And, you know, of course, I always have to think that, you know, God certainly has had a hand in Charlie. And I always believe that. And it's just a fact. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is no doubt in my mind. you got things to do, kid. Mm-hmm. Things to do. And, um, but after the, the shunt operation and, you know, we, 
got that that done and we had a little bit more time in the hospital and then they finally said well it's time to prepare him for you to take him home and you're like what wait a minute and i was like uh-uh <laughs> <laughs> like a dolphin <laughs> i was like what are you kidding me i mean you know at the hospital it, I was used to everything, and you know, in my simple mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, I guess this is just how you you have a baby. You have a baby, and you go spend all this time at the hospital, and you have all these people here. If anything goes wrong, they're right here, you know. But yeah, I was nervous. I was really, really nervous. But we did, um, you know, at the hospital, they have this thing where you can actually, um, I forget what they call it, like a sleep in. Before we leave the hospital, it's like a sleep in with your child. They have a room off to the side. Were those like those very uncomfortable little bed cot, and they wheel your little cubicle thing right in there with me, but you're still hooked up to monitors. But I can tend to you all night long just to make sure that I feel comfortable, you know. And so that that was fine. We did that, I think I did that for two nights actually. And um, then you did the you passed the car seat test to make sure you could actually get from yeah. And they had to they had to stuff like pillows and stuff in my car seat because I was still too small to kind of fit in the car oh, seat right. Oh yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then um, so there, and we had one nurse that just loved loved you to to pieces, Nurse Sylvia. And um, we were leaving, and she's like, "Nope," she goes, "You're not going to get to walk him down." She goes, "I'm going to carry him down because you're going to get to carry him the rest of your life." Because I'm gonna carry him down. Oh, and um, she she was so sweet, and she was your advocate. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, t- she gave me better information about what I needed to know than, than half the doctors than there. the doctors there. And you know, you gotta give these nurses. I mean, they're they're they're. With I mean, the patients. nurses are the ones that see them all the time. All the time, the doctors are there for what five minutes at yep. a time. Not downing any doctors, please don't say think I am. But I mean, that is true. The yes. nurses are you know exactly. And um, so I, I appreciated her so much that, you know, she was just completely on our side helping us and you every step of the way. But we went home and, um, you know, obviously the roller coaster ride did not stop there. And, you nope. know, you know that you had, um, I mean. The we, shunt malfunction. And- that we had a shunt malfunction when he was at age four. We had, and just after we got home, I mean, because of the cerebral palsy, all kinds of PT, uh, physical therapy. And yep. we had to do, um speech therapy but oddly enough not for speech swallowing it's for yeah swallowing and, and texture his speech he came out talking y'all he and he ain't stopped since <laughs> then why do you think i'm doing this yeah, right. <laughs> and um so you know he and he uh, actually had to take formula up until age two because you couldn't yep. stay in texture at all the first thing i ate was a bag of cheetos yep and, and we tested him out and that was um miss sarah I want to say her, Miss Sarah Rich, I believe was her name mm-hmm. then. I think her name's something else now. But um, she said that, you know, once he starts eating, you're probably not going to be able to get him to stop. Facts. Facts. Facts, <laughs> you right. will. I know. But, um, and it was so funny. I remember, you know, the Cheetos was one thing she wanted us to try first, and we did, and he liked the Cheetos. And we're still giving him milk, too, when he was trying all this stuff, but... There was one day we went to town, and I'm like, you know what? This is probably the wrong thing to do, but, I mean, he's past two years old. I mean, so I said, I'm going to give it a shot. I was like, I'm hungry, and I'm going to wheel through Wendy's, and I'm going to get this boy uh, a a junior cheeseburger. And and guess what? I didn't like the the speaker. 
when the lady came on. No, he didn't like the loudspeakers when they came on. That that made him cry. But he sure did like that burger, y'all. I mean, yeah. he did. He ate that burger and he ate that fries. And I look back there. He was enjoying himself so much eating that burger and that fry. Now. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it till I didn't. Yeah, he did he throw it up 20 minutes later? Yes, he did. Because I started some acid reflux problems. Right. But he sure did. It was almost worth it to watch him enjoy that burger and fry. Yeah, but after only that, if you got a snap the picture. I know, I know. I was too busy driving, but it was yeah, it was something else. Yeah, but um, you know, it was so we've overcome, and um, you know, we still have some things to overcome. Like you, he will always have cerebral palsy, but it's thankfully it's gonna, not progressive. It's right, not, right. You know. it's never going to get worse, but it can get better if he would stretch himself. Which, you know, if any, that's just a, that's mm-hmm. a, a task in itself to get him to stretch himself. But, I know. Um, but we are very, we're thankful and we're fortunate and we thank God every day that things turned out like they did. Yeah. And, um, and now, you know, looking back at our time at Shans, um, it's a weird thing to say, I know, but I almost wouldn't trade it for nothing. Um, I feel like it was, things happened the way they were supposed to almost. Um, and he is who he is because of his um, disability, um, and I don't know. I just wouldn't trade it. I mean, it was a very special time. I mean, spending all getting getting to spend all that time with my my baby at you know at at the hospital. We did kangaroo care. I mean, I don't know. Couldn't tell you how many times a day. I don't know. If, um, if did he, Dad ever do that? Like the I don't know if he ever actually kangaroo care. Probably not. He I mean he held you, but he didn't do kangaroo care. Yeah. And yeah, that's whenever you hold your baby skin to skin. Right. There's a cute picture that I've got in my room actually. Where like I'm still kind of small, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like curled up and he's like sleeping. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. But I'm like curled up on top of him. Well, trust me, we didn't get we didn't get sleep basically for the first two years of your life. I bet. You talk about the walking dead. Oh, yeah. We were the walking dead. Like, and here's a, just a funny story to lighten things up a little bit. Um, uh-huh. Mom might know where I'm going with it. Oh, but, boy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well, the way our house was structured, you know, we used to have a two-story house, but, you know, you'd have, like, you'd walk, you know, you, there was, like, a gap in this, like, you know, on the bottoms, like, or whatever, how the, I don't know how to describe it, but, you know, you could walk between the kitchen and the living room because there was, like, a carved-out area where the stairs were, you know? And so you you could make a complete circle around the stairs and then go into the kitchen and the living room. Mm-hmm. Well, Dad would have to do this because of the bad reflex, the reflux. Yep. You would he, not, you I'd either, not want to be let down. Right. I'd, I'd either have to, mm-hmm. you know, because I'd probably start crying, right? Oh, yeah. I'd either start, you know, I'd cry or whatever, but I'd have to just burp or throw more than likely throw up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was one particular um, morning worked pretty much all night. I mean, it was all night long. It was all night, yeah. And... And my grandma, you know, she'd come and um, watch me and look after me, you know, um, a pretty good bit while my mom and dad were at work. And um, it's funny, she walked in the door. She said, what time are you going to bed? And my dad said, right now. Like, he had not gone to bed when she walked in the door. <laughs> and, you know, he went and took a shower because I think there was a couple of times where he was probably covered in my throw up, you know. Yep. Sorry if that's a little bit gross, but that's just how our life was. That's the way it, that's the way it was. And, you know, hey. You know. We would do anything in the world and still still will, you know what I mean, to get you through it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, so I think that's pretty much... Um, how it is now, and then now we're sitting here. That's right. Yep. yep. You want to go into some other stuff? Let's go on. Okay. I'm ready. What, what else you got, kid? Oh, well, I got plenty of stuff. You know that. <laughs> I know you did. Being it's just the second time we've recorded it. Um, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, that happens. 
That happens when you have dogs at the house. Yep. Okay, so now we're going to go into, we're going to like fast forward like, you know, tw- like almost almost 15 years. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to go to, you know, to now. Okay. okay. Or like or about a year ago to now. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, you know, when you like, when we're talking about Northside and just like the youth, I mean, in general, you know, not Northside youth, but mm-hmm. when you look at the youth, do you see hope or are you worried about the future? And I know when we talked about this the first time, you were a bit, mm-hmm. it was about 50 50. Yes. And, you know, Charlie. It's hard, isn't it? Because, it is a, it's a hard question. It really is. Because you, cause you look at Northside Youth, like, for just to name mm-hmm. off some people. Yes. Mikey, Stephen, Baines, these Ethan. One, these wonderful kids. You know, and I know yeah. those are all guys, but there's plenty of oh, girls out here, too, that I'm are, a boy mom, so, I mean, that's, I'm, I know more boys. I mean, right. Yeah, that's what um, is, but yes. But, you know, you just see this fire in them, you yes. know. Mm-hmm. But then I go to like lounge right and not to like bash lounge at all no, i'm not no, sure but it's not. just like and there are some good kids at and there's some great kids but they are just lost some of them you know some, some of them, of them are, are some, some of them are um you not know all of them no i mean but and it's weird because you kind of sometimes you have to figure it out who's not and who is you know well that you, um, know, you may be but you know i always and like i've, I've told you before um just be friends with all of them and try to help anybody you can. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's some. Oh, don't get me wrong. I I know the weirdness that y'all have to deal with. I mean, probably. I mean, and I, stuff we have to deal with that you didn't even no, think about. I mean, you're right, and I am. I'm very fortunate. I have to. We didn't have to go to school with people that are. What do you that are animals going to Furries. school? I, I, don't, I, don't, just I, I don't understand what's going on there. I we didn't have to deal with that. Yep. But the only thing that I can think of that comes to mind whenever you tell me stuff like that is they're seeking attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can possibly think of. I mean, they, they have to be, and you know, I, it's. It's strange. I I know, just, there's no other way to put it. I just no. don't know how else to put it. I mean, it is strange. I just think we just all have to pray for them. Yep. And um, I, I don't have, really have an answer <laughs> for some of it. But I, I do think, I, I do feel hope. I mean, I got to feel hope. We yep. all, there's always hope. If there's, if, I mean, look at the Asbury Revival. That was all college yeah, kids. Exactly. I mean, there, you know, where there's God, there's hope. And you know, there's we have God. So mm-hmm. there is hope. Yep. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. Okay, and we kind of talked about this, like, in that question. Mm-hmm. But, you know, young people face things, like we said, you know, things you wouldn't even think of. And Miss Natasha and Mr. Brandon said that, you know, when I talked to them. Right. Um, they say that a lot, actually, you know. Right. Um, even only being in their 30s, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you're not in your 30s and you're younger, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, what's some advice you would give to me and to other, you know, people that are trying to navigate this world in a biblical way. Of course, you know, there's the whole, like, read your Bible and get oh, yeah. the Word and all. Of course, but is there anything else that you okay. yeah, oh, yeah. can think I got, of? I got things. Oh, I just got things. <laughs> got things. One thing I would say, if you have not listened to Lisa Hannon's podcast, I would say please go back and listen to yep. Lisa Hannon's podcast. Mm-hmm. She gives some some great advice. She does. Um, for the youth today. And, a, well, and honestly, just a lot of the adults, which there's a bunch of them mm-hmm. on this podcast, you know, because I'm being honest, it's mm-hmm. easier to grab them than it is right. kids. Right. Um, and, you know, so that, because, and they give, mm-hmm. you know, Pastor Avi and all, oh, yeah. all the other pastors, mm-hmm. um, Donovan, Cody, Ben, I mean, even Ben, even though he's our age, he yeah. gives some great advice. 
um, Antoine, Justin, mm-hmm. all of them, and mm-hmm. they all give great advice. So I would go, I mean, and I'm not plugging it just to say, right. yeah, go listen to my podcast, but if you want some good advice. I just love what Lisa had to say to, about, um, you know, about the youth being, you know, go out and be dragon slayers. Yeah. You know, I love that because put on your armor and, and do what you need to do. And slay some do. dragons. And slay some dragons. Do what you need to do. I mean, you know, every day you're going to have to, it's a, it's a crazy world out there. It is crazy. It's getting crazier by the minute. Yep. I think we can all agree to that. And, um, you know, and you, you know, another thing I said, you know, uh, your circle. Oh, that's so important. You and have you know, to have that circle. And, you know, and you can get, see this. God's definitely shown me that in the last couple of years. That it's, that's so important. That's right. And you've got a circle today that I can, I love them so much. I, they're your friends. I feel like they're my friends. They're, their family is my friends and your dad's friends, you know, and anybody that knows anything about Charlie, just let me tell you, <laughs> if he becomes your friend, he's not just going to be your friend. Nope. He's going to be, he's going to get the cell phone numbers and phone numbers and emails and everybody of your mom, your dad, your granny, everybody. He's going to be friends with your whole family. Amen. Yes, I will. <laughs> I mean, everybody, and that's just the way he is. He's just going to be, you know, yeah. friends with all of you. And I, I think it's, it's, I'm okay with it. He's, that's great, but, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the circle. The circle matters so much. It does. And parents, I, you know, we have to, we have to, I mean, I, and try, I know it's hard, my word. I mean, I have I've done Things and not done things that I should have done. So I'm not preaching to anybody. I, I can't preach to anybody about anything, but we just have to do better. I mean, we have to know what's going on on the phones and all that. Yes, yeah. we got to know what circle mm-hmm. our kids are in. And yes. just as an example, you know, we talked about it when we did it the first time. When you look at all the people that I do podcasts with, the yeah. podcasters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, of course, now we know, you know, Donovan, Cody. Antoine, Ben, right. and Carter, and, and Justin, and all them, they're great people. Right. But, of course, you know, at first, you know, you had to make sure that all of them were, they were like... At first, I didn't you know. know. Who I mean, are these people, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, especially, you know, whenever my son was on... Was it, it was a TikTok, yeah. yeah TikTok. Let me okay. tell you, and that was a weird. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I didn't like it because I met Cody on there, and then you met some good people, from, right? Yeah. And you, you really don't do that one no more. No. But while he was on there. I, you know, I had to know what was going on, so I made myself a TikTok. And, Mama Bear's watching. Yeah, that yeah. was my handle. Mama Bear's watching. I don't even know if they call them handles anymore, but that's what that's your what uh, username. Username. Okay, whatever. But um, you know, and so I know he was talking to you. Talked to Cody more, I believe, on TikTok, right? Well, that's where he met. That's where y'all met. See, yeah. and I'll give a short brief summary on that story because we talked about it on his episode with you know it's yeah. coming up, but. Mm-hmm. How it worked was, you know, because at first, because I was going to do a mm-hmm. um, a video for a police friend of mine, you know, Stephen, Commander right. Stephen Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. And I about gave up on it because nobody was saying, I'll send you a video and mm-hmm. I'll put it together. Mm-hmm. You know, but then Cody mm-hmm. sends me, and I, now I think that this was God saying, you're going to make a great friend out of him. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, sends me the video and he's like, are you still doing this, man? And I was like, you know what, if a guy in the military is still, right. if he's telling me that... Um, you know, that he wants to do this, we're going to do it, you know, because yeah. he's cool. Like, that that's cool, you know. Yeah. Um, so I um, I said, yeah, I'm still doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And I told him later that I wasn't actually going to do it, and then he got me back into it. Right. Um, but I, we did it and gave it to him, and we started talking more. And then I remember um, that was like on a 
TikTok live, you know, we go chat with them, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I was typing in there, kind of telling my story a little bit, and Alexa, uh-huh. his wife, because they were doing it together, right? Wanted to talk to me uh-huh. more. They were like, let's actually like join in on the live and talk together, right? And I was like, okay, let's let's do that. And mm-hmm. we started talking. They love the operation hats, you yeah. know. And we just started talking. And then I would follow Cody, see what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, it just happened to be. He was a Christian, and then, you know, I started my walk, like, shortly after I did his podcast. Right. But, you know, I just did the pod- this because partly because I was on his, and I just loved it, like, right. completely, you yeah. know, because I was just following him. And then, mm-hmm. so this is cool, you know, what yeah. if I could do something like this? So I quit TikTok and then put this in place of it. Right. Which is a whole lot better. I'll say that. Exactly. Um, I, I agree. But that's how it came to be, and then now mm-hmm. there's about six of us all together in a group. But you see, the whole time while he was, you know, talking to Cody and all this kind of stuff, Mama Bear was watching because, I mean, even though, you know, he, you know, Charlie was saying, oh, you know, he's a Christian podcast. Well, I wanted to make sure, you know, so I'm looking, you know, to make sure, looking at the kind of things that he is posting. And I'm I'm sure Cody is going to do that with his kids one day. Oh, yeah. He's going to make sure that whoever they're talking to. Or they're decent people. Yep. And I would expect him to. Yeah. And, um... Oh, trust so, me, you know, because, yeah. I mean, I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, does Big Brother Charlie need to come over all the way up to Ohio <laughs> and mess somebody up? That's right. And it, and then when you started talking to Donovan, who, you know, you know, I love him to pieces. We do, and, yeah. And, um, but at first I was like, okay, who was this Donovan character? So yeah. I needed to go back and look at, um... His stuff on, you know, Facebook And now he, you know, sends me and mom stuff that's encouraging. You yeah, know, exactly. Is... So, you know, and I find out from the things that he posts and, um, and about his family that he, he is a, 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 just a good, godly guy. And that I am so thankful that um, he's, you know, in my child's life. Man, that's, so. that, that's just the three Gs. Good, godly guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not saying that I, I have certainly done things wrong and and not done things that I should have done and should have paid more attention in a lot of ways but we just all all of us have to try and and do better and pay attention and know what's going on yeah and um especially make sure of the circle your your friend your your children and that also you know and for okay youth watching that affects Mm -hmm. your parents whoever like you know Mm -hmm. you can see that with you yeah whoever you hang out with it affects your parents because then you will, if they're giving you a bad vibe and bad attitude, guess what's going to happen? It's going to rub off on you, and then you're going to come home mm-hmm. and then, you know, put it on your parents. And be like, what the heck's wrong with you? You yep. know, I'm just being honest. And, you know, sometimes you might just be in one of those moods and you don't know why, and that can happen. Right. But when it's an everyday thing, it's probably, it could be the friends you're hanging out with. It could be. Um, But I want to, go like, go deeper into how we did, than what we did yesterday. Okay. So, with this question, so I'm just going to go and move to the last question. Um, trust me, I mean, it's the Northside one. Okay. Um, when you think about our time at Northside, you know, you can name multiple things, but, you know, what sticks out to you the most? I mean, the the Bible conference for me is the top of the charts. Yeah. Still, mm-hmm. you know. The Bible conference and, you know, it's the people in general, too. Like, yeah. my gosh, you will never find a more cheery bunch and... You know, like, hey, man, can you pray for me about this? Oh, they're they're yes. so supportive. They are very, you know, um, so supportive. And, you know, I've said this multiple times with, like, Pastor Robbie and any of the pastors, but especially mm-hmm. Pastor Robbie, you know, because he's, the, he's mm-hmm. the main dude, you know? Right. You can sit there, and he will have a conversation with each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you can message him on Facebook, which I've done plenty of times, 
and he will talk to you and, you know, pray about this if you ever ask. Like, they, you know, there's over 900 people in our church, but yet he still takes that time. Right. Which I think is, and, you know, everybody does that. Ms. Laura, you know, Josh, everybody. Right. You know, no matter who you walk up to. Heck, Mikey. I mean, I know Mikey does. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, and it doesn't matter. You could pretty much walk up to anybody and say, hey, can you pray about me for this? And I, I know. I'm they just, would do it right then. I'm just, you know, kind of just blown over by the kindness and the... It, and it's refreshing because you know. when we walked in here, it's like, because, you know, with school and work, I mean, not to say that we didn't have kind people in our life, but not not like this. Not like this. I mean, you, you know, know um, the kindness that, that Miles and, and Lisa Hannon have shown me. And you know. me. I mean, it was like they've they've really, yeah. and, you know, they, like Miss Hannon, you know, I was talking about her some st- with some stuff mm-hmm. afterwards. Right. She was really just soaking it in and understanding what I was saying. Right. Like, you know. They really um, listen. They, they really do, yeah. you know. Um, and I'll have Miles on, you know, I'm sure soon, but when yes. he talked about the college stuff. Oh, man, yeah, I can't wait for him to be um, right. It was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to say a smack in the face, but it was a really reality check because mm-hmm. you know the stuff happens. Yes. But you're like, to hear it from somebody, it's like, oh, gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just this whole time at Northside has been so fun, hasn't it? It has been beyond anything. And, you know, I, of course, I... I <laughs> I mean, I've been to, go said to church it. before, but yeah. it has never been like this where I just couldn't wait to go to church. Right. I mean, Bain said it. it's like if we could go to school here and do everything we do in life here. I know. We we would. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Because I mean, and not to say we don't mm-hmm. like our school, but just some of the environment and some of the people. Yeah. It's hard. You know. Well, if you were here all the time, you wouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't as appreciate it. No, as but, much. But I know one thing. I sure do appreciate it. I, uh-huh. I appreciate this place. I appreciate the people, the fellowship. The, the worship that goes on here. Yeah. And, you know, just, and I've said it before, but, you know, I mean, of course, you know, God has definitely put the right people in, I guess you say, positions of power, I guess you could say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or leadership roles, you know? Like, all of them, I was asking Ethan when I talked to him, mm-hmm. all of them are about field, you know? I yeah. mean, I might be fixing to take on one, who knows? Not a leadership role, but a role, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, it's crazy also, too, how many opportunities they give young people to further their education and just have like some do something here and then do something for college because they know where our future lies yep it lies in the youth and mm-hmm. you know that's one thing because i mean i hear people talk about oh yeah we don't have a really big youth group in our church that's your problem right invest in the youth they have to I mean, but you like but that's that's the problem like i know that sound might sound a bit harsh but that's the truth yeah if you and you know i know that like you know people say oh you don't need the big flashy lights and stuff well Yes and no, because, but here's the thing, you know, our youth today, we're like, you know, technology does, right. you know, track us, yes, no. but, you know, and I'm not saying you have to do that, no, but, like, you know, you kind of want, I don't know how to really describe, you know what I'm saying? Well, like I you kind of. I think that, that Northside does a fabulous job does. with combining Each age group, both, you know, because there's a lot to, you know, because we have the, sure, we have the. You know, say the big screens, you know, for words and all that up in the sanctuary. And the lights, you know, of course. Well, my goodness. But, I think every age appreciates those big screens because right. half of us can't see, Charlie. Exactly. <laughs> or but, um, but, you know, we have some technology, but it's not enough um, to where the elderly are like, I'm so, I feel so out of touch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and plus, I mean, or the, you know, I seniors. think the elderly here, elderly, I mean, I'm, well, yeah, the seniors, the, the seniors, let's, let's call them the seniors because it's not going to be that much longer before I'm going to have a seat right there in the senior suite. Right. When you really think about it, you know, and, um, you know, I think they're more hip than you think. Probably are. I yeah. think they're a lot hip. <laughs> they hip. Yeah. They're hip. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, and, that they appreciate, um, uh, you know, all this. But I just think that Northside does a great job with balancing they do. all the age groups, and I can't say enough good. I mean, honestly, they, they do a really good job of balancing mm-hmm. it. And, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I know that, you know, like they say, oh, yeah, I'm struggling in this area, this area. Well, mm-hmm. of course, Northside, you know, it's not perfect. I'm sure there's areas that we get all that could work on, oh. you know. Um, but, like, that is a one aspect that you really can feel is sure. when you walk in, mm-hmm. you can tell that they, you know, really care about everybody who walks in the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? um, regardless of who it is. Oh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I think that, too, you know, that goes also just to the staff and everything, too. You know, they can they help that come in. Of course, you know, God's on this church. But, you know, like, the um, and God put all the pastors and all, like, to help create this environment mm-hmm. that everybody loves to, to come to. Absolutely. Like I said, I mean, me and Baines, we'd love to come up here way more often. I know it. I you know? know? Well, me, too. I love it. Love being here, too. And trust me, even on the days where I just come up here, like, on a Tuesday when there's nobody in here, mm-hmm. and I do, like, a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel better, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, you're just here and you know what goes on here. Right. And I've said this so many times, but, like, for people that don't go to Northside, or just a church, period, but, like, especially Northside, because all the stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Why are you not, like, why do you want to be not a part of this? You know well, what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, even if they're not a part of this, so maybe they're... Well, yeah, I mean, all the stuff that's going something. on. Right. You know, just be a part of something. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so much going on. Like, there's so much exciting things going on. Yeah. It's like, hey... Like, be a part of it. You can, you know. All you got to do is just walk through the door. I know that sometimes it's easier than done for some people. Well, it, it is. Sometimes people take more of a nudge than others. Do. I mean, for me, you know, Charlie, it took you to get back into a church. Yeah. You know? And I don't even know why. And that was I don't a, even know why I stopped other than the fact that. Just life caught up with you. Antoine and his sayings. There's a lot of life. A lot of life happened between the time. That it's not an excuse, it's just a fact, but a lot of life did happen between the time I got saved and baptized back, way back when, yep. and um, between the time that, you know. And we just, you know, that was a, such a great day, you know. No, it was the, um, the best day. Well, I mean, it was. I mean, the, the best day honestly, you know, and like, and you know, just to know afterwards, that, and I was the first person that, and that's just, a, I mean, mm-hmm. I always, I know that I say that a lot, but that's just a really cool nugget. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, out of all the people... You know, like I said, there was run. There's still, you know, at the time there's probably around 900 still. You know, mm-hmm. that were at that church. I was the one that God chose for Pat Rand, Pastor Randy to baptize at first. Yeah, you were. You were. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. so like that's still so cool, and I will not stop saying it because that's so. You will so not cool. stop because I know you. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm you will now. be saying it whenever you're 90. Did y'all know that I? <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, and that's all right. When there's know? a plaque of Pastor Andy mm-hmm. or like a picture up on the wall in here, I'm like that man right there done <laughs> baptized me, the first one. And that's okay, honey. It's something you're proud of, and um, you say it as many times as you want to. Yeah. You know. But as we wrap up here, do you have any final thoughts or anything? I do have final thoughts. Oh, I bet you have plenty. But what you well, got? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the the positive final thoughts I have, right? Yeah. Um, I can't believe you're going to be 17. That's oh, one thought. Um, I know. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I am so, so proud of you. I cannot believe the... You know, I remember the first time you came to me and said that you wanted to do a podcast, I was thinking... This is going to, like, last for two days. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm not going to lie to well, you. Well, you said uh, the same thing about Operation and look at that. Well, I, that makes me sound so... But, no, 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 no. I mean, but, it, I mean... Seriously, I get it because 
that's two big undertakings. And you're like, <laughs> there's no, like, I don't know, you know, because, I mean, kids get dreams like that all the time. Right. You know. But I but, think, I honestly feel like you have, um, you've improved. I mean, you know, if you go back, of course, I don't understand, I, I will never understand why you won't listen to your own podcast, but that's a, for a conversation for another day. But if you go back and listen to the very first one, to the recent ones you have done, I mean, it's like night and day. You've um, learned and improved so much. I, I, I honestly believe you have found a niche. I'm I'm just really, really proud of you. I'm proud of, you know, that we all have things we can work on. Yep. Me, you, everybody. I mean, you know, we are not perfect uh, by any stretch. But um, we're, you know, we try to keep learning and we're going to keep reading our Bible. You and I together. I yep. like to do that. Mm-hmm. We got a, we're a little bit behind on our Bible reading. We'll get the, there. But we're going to get caught up and um, we're going to, we're going to learn it together. But yep. yeah. Yeah. But uh, I Did you enjoy it. I enjoyed it, yes. Good. And um, I think we're good. Yep. Love you. I love you too, buddy. It's been fun. Yep. And with that, another episode of the Young Minds Podcast comes to a close. Always remember, you are never alone, and faith is action. So let's get out there.